Welcome to the Education Innovators Podcast. I'm Eric Byron, and it's an honor to host this show where we get to hear from talented educators who are willing to share their stories of the incredible things they are doing in learning environments all over the world. Within a week at the conclusion of the EdTech Month activities in Hong Kong, I flew to Singapore for the EduTech Asia Conference to moderate a panel on learning in the metaverse. This was my first trip to Singapore and my first time to attend the EduTech Asia Conference. And I want to share some of my thoughts about the conference, the content, and the many incredible people I got to talk to. I'm going to blend in sound bites from conversations I had with attendees, and we'll combine some of the thoughts from the EdTech Month events in Hong Kong, as there was a lot of overlap in topics and speakers. Where do I start? Let's start with contrast. The events in Hong Kong were small and intimate, but the quality of the speakers was awesome. We had keynotes from Joseph South, the Chief Learning Officer at ITSE, and Professor Rose Lucan, a world-renowned author and expert on learning science and AI. And the discussion with Ben Nelson, the founder of Minerva University, with George Siemens, who's a chief scientist at SNHU. Well, that was pretty much a throwdown on traditional higher education. And I don't agree with everything said, but it was a very interesting dialogue with some folks who are truly are making a difference in higher ed. The EdTech Month events in Hong Kong were hosted by Esperanza. And I did an episode just a few weeks ago with Rachel Chan, who's one of the founders. You should check that pair of episodes out if you haven't listened already. Lots of great content and speakers in Hong Kong, but it was a very small scale compared to the EduTech Asia conference, where there was an estimated 9,000 attendees, something like that, and uh, somewhere around 250 speakers. It was held at the Sands Convention Center in Singapore. Uh, People came from all over the world to share uh, well, to share, learn, collaborate, uh, and of course, to buy and sell edtech solutions. I found myself frequently explaining that I was a rare breed at the conference in that I was not selling or buying anything. I was just there to share, learn, and meet interesting people. And that I did. Thanks to free coffee in the speaker's lounge, I was pretty wired You know, much of the time, uh, running around between keynotes and panel discussions and trying to visit every booth on the exhibit floor in just two days. Of course, I didn't get to talk to everyone, and I tended to gravitate to those folks with solutions involving games or gamified learning solutions and experiences. There were plenty of those. Hot topic, both in Hong Kong and Singapore, generative AI. Not surprisingly, AI was also mentioned by some of the folks I managed to get on the microphones when I was recording on the exhibit floor. Here's a soundbite from Lamia Tambawala from Mumbai, India. Eric, before I came here, um, our network of schools has been thinking very deeply about AI really was, was the big one that brought us here. But of course, my experiences here have taken me from AI to a lot of other ideas and thoughts. EduTech is everywhere, and we know that we've been using predictive AI for a while now. That was not something new. But generative AI was something that is, you know, has everyone in a bit of a flutter. And we've been bombarded with information about all kinds of tools and its potentialities for schools, for teachers, for parents, for children. And we thought the EduTech conference would be a good way to learn some more about what schools across the world are doing in this domain. And it's been very rewarding. Uh, it's 
you know, a lot of perspectives um, have come my way. But if I were to pick the top three, I'd say that uh, number one, the potential of AI to personalize learning journeys for children. We have done some work there earlier, but I think this, if we were to use the right tools, it would really take it to the next level in empowering children to uh, set their own learning goals, perhaps design their own learning journeys and feel more in control of what of their own learning. Uh, the other bit for me is reducing teacher workload. I mean, for me, it was a huge takeaway that teachers spend 50% of their time doing administrative work, documentation. It need not be a necessary evil. It, it can be something that AI can really help reduce the burden of. So they spend time doing what they've been trained to do and hopefully what they are passionate about doing, which is teaching and learning. And linked to that is my third big takeaway that it's not just about introducing the right tools and resources and platforms. It's about creating a whole ecosystem around this whole uh, piece where teachers feel confident, empowered uh, to, to use new technologies. And so how is your school ecosystem designed to help them do that in the best way possible? I've also realized it's not going to be where, you know, the AI has suddenly come upon us in that sense. It's going to take time to embed these systems in the most efficient, fruitful and rewarding way possible for our educators. So continuous learning, continuous mentoring, feedback and support systems is what we need to create within our campuses for them to be able to use this in the best possible way. Can you believe how well spoken Lamia was? I literally caught her unscripted, unprepared, and asked her to tell me what she had learned so far at the conference. She was fun. We took a selfie together because she told me her family wasn't going to believe that she that I had asked her to record with me for the podcast. Lamaya also made some great points about how EdTech and AI can really help teachers spend less time on administrative work and more time on tending to students' learning needs. Marissa Kang from Singapore uh, was impressed with a particular AI tool that she came across on the exhibitor floor. I really liked Moody AI that, that's done by Datalyte Lab based in Hong Kong because they have an AI software that will give constructive feedback to kids and educators on how to improve their presentation and communication skills. The one thing that really stood out was that they've invested in a research lab that is looking into, you know, special needs kids so that they can help these special needs kids who would sometimes struggle to communicate in a way that is more comfortable for their peers. So the AI will kind of help them so that they can assimilate better. Marissa was also an interesting profile there as she was in mergers and acquisitions and was shopping for ed tech companies that her company might want to try to acquire. I caught her because she was lingering in the area like a shark in the water, waiting for a chance to catch a founder of a company that had a booth nearby. I saw her talking with them later. Not sure if that conversation will bear fruit, but I'm sure there were plenty of deals done and, and partnerships formed at this conference. Another thing that folks highlighted when I put them on the spot and on the microphone was diversity. There were people from everywhere, and pretty much all of Asia was well represented. 
in just an hour or two with my microphone set up on a small table at the end of the exhibit hall, I managed to talk with folks from Singapore, India, Indonesia, Vietnam, England, Canada, and Hong Kong. I caught Graham Mason walking through the area, and he agreed to sit down and record some of his thoughts about the conference. I think really what is uh, is good, not only are people uh, uh, sort of in, you know embedding AI into different products they've got and whatever, they haven't really, uh, you know, they're not stepping outside the zone. In other words, ethical sort of components to AI, I, I could see were being developed by people. They were very wary about what, what students can... Uh, can, can see or download or, or produce, for instance, on the, you know the Adobe sites. Uh, there were some other ones as well that, that literally would sort of signpost them in the right direction rather than just say, hey, here's ChatGPT4, play with it. You know, in other words, they were trying to put some in there, you know, some thinking inside their uh, the products that they've got. So that really uh, interested me, and uh, I also think that it's, it's great to get from different diversities. You know, we're, we're from uh, Indonesia, but you know, we're as far as New Zealand, uh, Australia, the Philippines, Vietnam as well. So it's really, really interesting how this everybody came together, pan as well, uh, under this one roof of, of education, which really embraces. Uh, uh, people's sort of uh, enjoyability about the product. So I should also mention that Graham came with an entourage who filmed our brief conversation and took multiple pictures to capture the moment. Graham is the CEO and head of generative AI at Overt Software Solutions. You can just call him Overt. I learned from their website that his spirit animal is a hawk, known for his bird's eye view and wisdom as a leader. He also had this to say about his experience at the conference. Wow, but there was just so many. You know, it was a bit mind blowing. I did like the Adobe Firefly; that was really good. Um, some of the other uh, different products we went to. Yeah, there was quite so many. Trying to recall now, but uh, on the spot here, Eric was. Uh, yeah, I think what got me was uh, it was the passion from the, the, the you know the guest speakers. Uh, that really what they put across. You could you could understand they believe in what they were they were showing us, which was really awesome. Austin Wellman from the Canadian International School in Singapore homed in on the potential for AI to help teachers be more efficient. Uh, I tagged along with a few of our tech-minded teachers that were presenting, and they invited me to come along. So just kind of here learning about how AI is changing like education so quickly. Well, I think it, it's just a tip another teacher I used to work with gave me in passing it. And there's magicschool.ai that can kind of, it's all the little tasky businessy things teachers have to worry about building rubrics, thinking about writing report card comments, it kind of does that for you. You okay. put in what you wanted to say or like what the criteria are, and it generates it for you. So it kind of takes the time away. Ah, makes, nice. You can focus more on the kids. Austin is a curriculum coordinator with an infectious smile. I felt a little creepy walking up to strangers and asking them to record you know, for the podcast. But Austin was like bumping into an old friend, even though we had never met before. Another guy who felt like a friend right away was David Ng. David is a veteran of the conference, having attended several of them. David had this to say about why he keeps coming back. I've come to this conference a couple of times, okay, so try and come every year. So I think what, what I've been encouraged is there's an interesting blend of big MNC stuff. Mm. Uh, I saw Google just around the corner. Yeah. And then you've got the micro stands for startups. So I think that 
you know, that just confirms that, you know, the industry is too vibrant. You've got a lot of new players. I've noticed a lot of AI stuff. He went on to talk about learning effectiveness. I'm quite interested in learning effectiveness, and that's at all stages of the education journey. Okay. And I think with really Web3 and, and sort of, you know, Industry 4, there's so much requirement to stay ahead. And so learning is permanent for people and just, just to see how the industry is coping with learning for the whole spectrum. And then I think look for platforms that maybe cut across it. So I think, you know, I, I, I look for that kind of sort of platform play. So I see a bit of that. I think the AI is sort of bringing it to another level. He later clarified that he used the phrase learning is permanent to suggest the need for lifelong learning. I also talked to an entrepreneur from Hong Kong whose gamified learning platform had caught my eye. Sarah Tan, the founder of NovaLearn, gave me a quick elevator pitch for their platform. So we build very fun, meaningful way of using technology to actually teach. So on the platform itself, um, every child designs their own avatar. It's a only for kids only space. So they start with designing the avatar. The goal is to actually introduce them digital citizenship and to teach them digital literacy. So we have, as they progress along like a video game. So basically example, like a science course, they start with a video, it goes with assessments, ABCs, and at the same time, they have this platform where they can upload their work and share with the community. So think of it like you're sharing your work and in this way we are encouraging the show and tell aspect of things for a child. So we introduce gamification on that. Um, at the same time, we're always constantly doing design thinking workshops with them. So we're getting feedback from the children on what would they want to learn on an e-learning platform and what would actually make them want to go and learn more. Yeah. yeah. Sarah and I have connected on LinkedIn and we'll hopefully have a longer conversation over coffee in Hong Kong. So this is what I do. I talk to people. Everyone has an interesting story. At a conference like Edutech Asia, almost everyone has an interesting perspective on the use of technology in education. And I had a blast chatting with other speakers in the speaker's lounge, at the networking event, and out on the exhibit floor. I even met someone over breakfast at the hotel who was attending from Ireland. Several of my upcoming episodes will feature conversations with folks I connected with at the conference in Singapore or at the EdTech Month events in Hong Kong. If you're enjoying this podcast, please subscribe, share, and please write a review. I'm thinking of narrowing the scope of the podcast a bit to focus a little tighter on learning games. Let me know if this resonates with you or if there's something, if some other topic within innovation and education you'd like to know more about. I'm Eric Byron. Thanks for listening to the Education Innovators Podcast. And thanks to all those education innovators out there, you are making a difference.